Assalamualaikum and welcome to the Context Lens Podcast, an initiative by the NUS Muslim Society. Here we create short and honest episodes dedicated to making the unfamiliar familiar. Without further ado, let's, let's get, get started. started. Okay, so just a short disclaimer. We are recording this podcast via Zoom, so please excuse us if the audio quality is not expected or if there is any lag. The team appreciates your understanding. Thank you. So hi everyone, I'm Izati. And I'm Sabrina. And we will be accompanying all of you for the episode today. As the episode name suggests, we will be discussing about halal dating and oxymoron. Now, can these two words really go along with each other? Especially in the dating world today, um, when we try to meet a good partner in a circular society. I don't know about you, Sabrina, but I think as students, we feel more pressured to find the right partner. Like, if you don't find them now, right, then there won't be much time or opportunities left to really explore and settle down while building our own careers. Yeah, that's so true. I think because I think <laughs> this topic of like finding the right partner and marriage come up a lot, especially mm, yes. I mean, like in my later years, right, I mean like year three, year four, that kind. Yeah, so I think like it becomes more apparent that we need to find someone now because if not, when... Yeah, so I think in university, we become more like aware of the do's and don'ts of meeting like a potential partner. Like we know the basics lah, like no physical contact and like encourage to meet in a public setting and whatnot. Yeah, so I think like some of the questions my friends usually pose is that like why must I meet like a potential partner in a public place or with like a parent or guardian, right? Like if I know my boundaries, then I only do things within permissible means, like not holding hands in private. Mm. Like I think a lot of them will ask like, why is that not enough? Because we know ourselves, that kind you see. Yeah, it's like we know yeah. like we are supposed to maintain those boundaries, but we may overlook the importance and rationale of like such practices, especially within an Islamic context. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I agree mm. with Sabrina. Terms like ta'aruf also come Correct. up when we talk yes, to yes. our friends. Ta'aruf. And different ideas and perceptions may be shared. Mm. And we don't really know which one is true and correct to follow within Islamic principles. Yes. And that's why, Alhamdulillah, we have Ustazah Shariati to inshallah provide some answers and clarifications to our concerns. Mm. So, um, Ustazah Shariati is a freelance Islamic speaker for almost 10 years now. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Mm. And uh, and she mainly conduct Islamic courses for girls and women in various Islamic organizations and masjids in Singapore. So since COVID, Alhamdulillah, her classes have reached sisters from all over the world, such as Dubai, Malaysia, and UK. And Ustaza is Ustaza is passionate about sharing Islam in a simple and relatable style for the modern Muslim. So, Assalamualaikum Ustaza and welcome to Context Lens. How are you? Waalaikumsalam. Thank you for having me, Contact Lens. Uh, mm. Hi, um, Sabrina and Izati. Um, today's topic is, uh, I think it's very exciting. It's something yes. that a lot of uh, students like yourself <laughs> are curious yeah. and have so many questions. And mm. I'm happy to be here to share a little bit of, um, of you know, the things that you're interested to find out. And um, uh, the journey that you will take, inshallah, in the future, inshallah. finding inshallah. Uh, finding a spouse. Mm. I'm personally very excited to like receive mm. like further insights mm. about this sort of like halal, eh, halal dating, like dating concept, <laughs> like, especially in like a secular setting. Yeah. Okay. 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 So uh, let's go on to the first question. So. 
Uh, Ustazah, we do know that it is common in school or at work that we may interact or collaborate with friends of the opposite gender. So, unintentionally, we may become friends and share a lot with each other. Hmm. Hence, uh, sometimes we might be too comfortable with friends of the opposite gender. So, with that kind of situation, uh, are we allowed to be friends with people from the opposite gender? Hmm. Do you have friends from the opposite gender? Um. <laughs> yes, I do. But <laughs> I. Okay. Um. But I juggle my in juggle. Sorry, I. You know, have my boundaries lah. So mm. I usually, for what for me, I will. You know, if it's on a school project, mm. then I will discuss something about school lah. Not go in other in other directions. Like mm. making sure that my intentions are clear mm. and it's not for something else. Mm-mm. So yeah. Mm. Okay, that's, that's good to hear from you because like, I, I also want to know what your definition of friendship is with the opposite gender because your question is, are we allowed to be friends Mm-mm. with people from the opposite mm, gender? Yes. Um, and yeah, and from what you said, uh, most of the time you are just like, um, it's a course mate or he, he's a course mate and you mm. have to work together and Correct. you know you have to spend time together and uh, outside of that, you don't really hang out. Um, so uh, yeah, I... I, I I agree with what you're doing. I think it's um it's quite right that you um you maintain your modesty and mm. your uh, boundaries as a Muslim woman when interacting with the opposite gender. So um yeah, we we are allowed to interact with the opposite gender for things that are essential like mm. um learning mm. from them, you yes. know, you you need to work together and you know um you have group works and projects yeah. and then you know it's um it's a learning culture here that the men and women mingle mm. to a certain extent yeah. and uh, there's no distinction between uh, a student who is a male or a female and everybody is just working together mm. so um that is that is definitely okay because we can also see from the time of the prophet wasallam that the companions male and female would would interact with mm. one another. They would talk to each other. Mm. Uh, it wasn't as though um, they could not, you know, they could not speak to one another or they had to use a messenger. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, they did interact with one another, but of course they kept within the uh, boundaries of uh, Islamic adab of interaction, the etiquettes of interaction. Uh, and also, um, of course, they know what exactly their intention is when they deal with um, the opposite gender mm. so there's always a purpose there's always a purpose and um, it's always respectful and you don't uh, you don't get too personal with the opposite mm. gender yeah like when you say about personal like like what is that line like for example when we ladies right, we can talk about like our daily lives about how we feel mm. about certain topics right like about mm. our family and whatnot. like is that the line that we should not cross with like the opposite gender when we talk to them like what is personal per se uh, I guess personal would differ from one person to another mm. so for some they, they really just stick to school stuff Mm. you know really just school stuff or work related issues or you know studying and they don't really give any information about themselves outside of school to the Mm. opposite gender uh, to avoid um, um, you know getting close you know to avoid getting close because then maybe you would develop feelings Mm. and such uh, such and, and you have no intentions of 
uh, taking the you know another step to get close to another person so uh, some would actually just really remain very professional in their interactions mm, um, they are not robotic mm. I'm not saying that you have to be very robotic <laughs> yeah. and not smile and you know um, answer one word you know answers mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that but um, mm. some prefer to just really limit the interactions to matters that concern school mm. and work yes and outside of that they hang out with their girlfriends their family members and they don't go out just to hang out mm. with a male friend mm. uh, even if it's in a group because they know that you know it could lead to um, you know undesirable feelings yeah. that you did not mm. intend to Correct. Yes. 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 Mm. Yes. I agree. So I can l- learn from your sharing is that like our intention or purpose from must be very clear when we interact with the opposite gender lah. I think mm. also the interaction should be quite straightforward and be in a mm. respectful manner within like the Islamic general etiquette and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Izati, any thoughts on Ustazah's answer? I think like okay. While Izati is thinking about like what to answer um maybe um like i, I guess some uh, some friends um even if they're different gender they do share a little bit about family issues mm. because sometimes it's something relatable and it helps you to have a better understanding of the person Correct. while you are working together because sometimes like oh how come this person is like all the time on their phone yeah. okay oh i have a i have a parent that i'm actually taking care of mm. and you know it helps it helps to know some personal things about your your colleague or your your fellow classmate yeah. because it does help you to work together better so That's it's true it's sort of like a team bonding or group bonding mm. activity that you 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 know you become um more acquainted with one another but then again the intention is so that you can work better together that's you true know? so there's always different um hats that you put on when you want to get to know someone for the sake of marriage it's a different kind of getting to know and then when you are working with someone of course you would want to get to know them their likes and dislikes their behaviors and patterns so that you can work better with them and that Mm. that's your intention that's why you get to know them more like oh you like seafood oh you don't like chicken oh you have allergies i'm sorry i'm not gonna you know bring this kind of food next time oh you know like yeah so it depends on why you want to get to know the person mm. on a deeper level uh, and it's okay to get to know people of course because as long as you are not flirting or you're not doing you know le- or leading them on to do um any um impermissible yeah. activities oh, yeah i see i see yeah i think like I, because i joined like the CCAs right There's like different committees mm. When we're planning Like events and whatnot So it's like Inevitable that we will Actually need to yes. talk To our members And get to know Their working styles And whatnot So mm. I think the intention Of actually working Together and better As a team Should be like The mm. main intention now When we interact With the opposite gender And whatnot Yeah I feel very I've, It's like clearer now <laughs> I don't know why mm. For me Yeah Is it what about you? Is your earphone okay? <laughs> I agree with Mustaza when she said about like maintaining boundaries and then like uh, for me right personally um, you know when we have like group projects right and then like um, in that team itself there's like um, there's friends of opposite gender I think I will try to avoid like meeting them like during like certain times of the day so like example like at night so I usually have 
uh, those meetings you know in the morning mm. or like sometimes because um I mean alhamdulillah because of uh COVID right we learn how to use like zooms mm. and then like yeah that's a I think that's mm. a, another way for us to like maintain boundaries as well yeah mm. yeah. Okay, I think moving on to like the next concern that we... Okay, mo- not a concern, like a question. I think you also mentioned that when we interact with the opposite gender, there might be instances of like undesirable feelings that we feel that we can control, but we cannot. Because it's our feelings, you see. It's like we know that we cannot act on it. Yeah, but the feelings are still there. So like I think some people like have different... Imp- when we talk about intergender interactions and boundaries, right? I think... Dating comes into play Like comes into the picture So talking about dating mm. Actually I think a lot of people Have different imp- interpretations about dating Like maybe some may say that Oh um, uh, as long as you keep to the boundaries No touching or whatnot It is okay to date Then others may also feel that dating Is like impermissible lah, Because it might potentially lead to Other sinful acts like zina and whatnot Like for example mm. I think if I recall correctly, Surah Al-Isra verse 32, I think was mentioned that uh, and do not approach unlawful sexual intercourse, indeed it is ever an immorality and is evil as a way. Yeah, so I think um, as I think what mentioned in the introduction earlier, like people know like the Islamic principles of like getting to know uh, like meeting potential partners, but they fail to realise the mm. value and importance of it, like is it like supposed to protect them or whatnot? Maybe like you can share your take on how is dating defined in our current world and is dating even allowed in the first place? Maybe you can provide your take on it, Ustaza. Okay, uh, I I think uh when we say dating and if we if we watch movies mm. or we you know if we watch sitcoms, in the Western world when you say usually when you are dating someone you're going out with them you're having a romantic relationship with them and sometimes it's it also includes being sexually active with that date Mm. Uh, and it's very strange uh, that um, people go out and not sleep with one another in the western culture Mm -hmm. it's very it's a very acceptable way to Mm. live Um, you know dating and uh, changing partners and having romantic um, um, relationships yeah. outside of marriage or you know pre-marriage mm. so if this is the definition of dating uh, and I know that um, culturally here um, being Asians we are less um, well it used to be used to be you know um, you know less um, physical yeah. uh, to expressing physical intimacy Mm-mm. but I guess now it's uh, it's matching up to what it is in the western mm. world so of course of course of course as muslims this is not allowed at all so um you know to have romantic relationships with people who are not your spouse uh it's not um it's not allowed lah you know because um these romantic relationships um physical uh, intimacy these are things that will be made halal to you when you are in a legal binding a sacred contract mm called a nikah you know and it it makes halal the things that were made uh impermissible before you become husband and wife so if you are dating you would already have that thought in your head Mm. that this is a romantic outing Mm, 
you know true. even though you are not touching even though you are not um going to a hotel you know even though you're not you're not um um doing things that uh that would make you think like oh this is not zina i'm not going near mm. zina but the thought of me going on a date but if you are going on a date automatically it is something you would think as a romantic mm, uh, outing that's true yeah okay yeah and we keep romance to ourselves um to to share with our spouse mm. when that happens okay so to use the word dating um uh it's it's um it's not really in line with the teachings of islam mm. and how we should get to know someone for the sake of marriage yeah mm. yeah and like uh, oh no i got you know halal gap and things <laughs> like that right correct correct yeah <laughs> yeah so the the kind of courtship right in islam it's very different from the the modern day the culture the the modern yeah. day or the western idea of dating mm-hmm. yeah it's very very different mm, i see the deep thoughts so yeah i think um yeah definitely dating is not like really not allowed in islam because mm. yeah because of the thoughts um and then thinking about it like as a romantic relationship right so yeah it's definitely not allowed in islam and then um i also hear of like some people right they um they mention about how oh they say like they are actually doing ta'aruf um they mm. they actually misusing the term ta'aruf mm. as so called halal dating so yeah um from what like i've done like i've done some research and then um the concept of ta'aruf is like introduction to know someone better so it's like mm. um and this concept of ta'aruf uh, i believe is not something new for many of us yeah. but yeah. some of us really don't know what's the definition and they actually kind um they are not too sure about the difference between uh dating itself and ta'aruf. Mm. Uh so maybe Ustazah you can give us a definition of what is ta'aruf really means. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh okay so ta'aruf and dating although it's it's like the concept both of it is for someone to get to know other people. Yeah. For the sake of for ta'aruf is definitely for the sake of marriage for dating it may not necessarily be for the sake of mm. marriage you can start people can start dating from i don't know 16 with no intention yeah. at all of marriage you're just like testing water and like having fun and all all these things include it's like included in like the package of dating okay and in ta'aruf it's it's different because when you when you say that you want to to get to know someone in Islam ta'aruf to get to know each other for the sake of yeah. marriage it's always with that intention to get to know someone whether they are suitable or not for marriage mm. um and of course you don't test them like you don't yeah. test a future husband like oh can he give me enough mm-hmm. kind you don't these things don't apply mm. um but what we want to um get to know when we want to get to know someone for the sake of marriage it has to be done uh, in a very um Uh, I would say in a controlled environment mm. where you you have guidelines um and both of you are very transparent with each mm. other as uh, as to what your intentions are um and you know um this is also to protect one another from um committing 
too early yeah. to your feelings of love and you know uh, having the potential of getting your heart mm. broken because ta'aruf is very formal it's a very formal way to get to know someone uh, and both of you know that this is for marriage and it's okay that oh i don't think you are a suitable candidate uh, let's move on goodbye <laughs> and there's no shame in that uh... that's you know there's no shame in that like when you go on dates right like people know that you're a couple yeah. and you go places together and you know that you know these these two are an item and what gets around and when when heartbreaks happen when you break up it's it's devastating for you because you have you have like you probably had hopes of you know maybe i will end up yeah. with this guy maybe i'll end up with this Mm-mm. girl and then she breaks your heart he breaks your mm. heart so in ta'aruf it sorts of uh, helps you to control your desire to to express love to the other gender Oh, you know because mm. when you do ta'aruf even though you may have these feelings of um maybe you like them or you feel that oh, okay i i think this guy might be the yeah. one who can you know be with me and walk with me to jannah <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, these, these thoughts right all these halal thoughts <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah. <laughs> um you know we can uh pray together and like have Uh, good children and raise children together and you have this idea mm. um there there has to be some feeling you have to sort of like the Correct. person you cannot just like you know it's not a resume you submit and then like okay <laughs> chick, tick 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 yeah okay the this is the one you yeah. have to yeah it's like it's not like oh. that it's still a very human thing it's still an authentic mm. relationship that you have to make effort to get to know mm. the person um but it is um it is always with other people around mm. you you know um and you are very clear with one another about your likes and dislikes what you are looking for in a marriage and um the questions that you ask one another is really to find out your suitability Mm-mm. your lifestyles does it match or not uh, instead of just like going out and trying to discover oh, oh actually he's like this no actually you know You know, when you're courting, you normally present the best version yes, of yourself, correct. right? So, um, so ta'aruf is when you get to know one another. You are introducing one another. It actually comes from the word uh, to know, mm-hmm. okay? To know, to get to know. So, um, in the process of getting to know, then um, you know there is um there has to be um boundaries. Mm, yeah. That you know you don't go out uh, together as though you are husband and wife. You know there has to be, um, a people with you like um like a chaperone okay. or a friend, mm-hmm. okay to to make sure that you don't um accidentally fall in love. <laughs> okay, so feelings of love, all this you have to like you know tahan them like you have to like control hold your heart, control uh, your heart. You know <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not easy. That's why we have all these like um safeguards mm. and safety nets, you know, so that we don't fall into we don't go near zina, you Correct. know. We don't like uh, never mind like it's just it's just a friendly like we just going to go and get a drink. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to sit opposite of him and like you know, but then sometimes you look so pretty and then he's looking at you and then you're blushing or then it will start ready. <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand, understand. Okay, but if your father is there, for example, True. you know, 
things will be kept more controlled and he would be more respectful mm. and they would you know you would be speaking about things that are important for you to get to know one another for the sake of marriage understand yeah oh okay so it's like for example when not me asking I'm so interested in this topic you know, like, when for example like um we go for like lunch right maybe like in a school setting in a canteen it's in a public place but we it's without mm. a chaperone like without my our father and whatnot, right? Is it permissible? Is it allowed? Like, just to be in a public setting but without uh, that chaperone? Physically? Is it dating? <laughs> like, do you have that thought in your mind that, okay, I'm going out with this guy that I like so it's like sort of a date. Is it, like, what is it to you? Mm, it's oh, When you go and eat together... What is it to you? I was thinking of the line just for lunch. But then I think when we thought the feelings will come into play when you start to know more about the person, like how oh, wow, he's so like mm-hmm. caring, like so mm. it's like that the sort of thoughts come in, right? Mm. So now I like while I'm talking, mm. I'm starting to realise the importance of having like a third party to ensure that that's feelings like don't go over the line. Like to keep yes. us in check. Mm. Yes. I think it's okay to have feelings yeah. because you then you would know that actually you like the yeah. person and you you can see yourself you know having a relationship with the person mm. beyond friends uh entering marriage but then while you are not there yet like while you are not like engaged mm. or even as you are engaged you know you should still you should still maintain some boundaries um Actually, al- almost the same boundaries as you would maintain as if you were nothing. Mm. Okay, but like for for you know when you engage, you get to know their families yeah. as well, and it's it's um, it's more intense getting to know them uh, faster. Mm. So if you are going out for lunch with a guy, okay, I think I I would like to ask this question. Um, imagine you were married, okay. Let's say you're married. Inshallah. Okay, I'm married. Inshallah, inshallah. Eh? And one day, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm like walking at the bus interchange or something and I see this guy friend from 10 years ago and, you know, he's just a friend. Yeah. He's just a friend. Like, hey, you know, hey, 10 years, oh my gosh, we've lost touch and like, oh, let's go for a mm. drink. It's just a drink. It's just a drink. Would it be okay for me as a married Muslimah to go out with an old guy friend for a drink. I would say like no. Like a coffee or a tea. No. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like, red flag, ah. red flag. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't correct, do it, correct. you know? Yeah. And, and we don't even have to, oh, it's an old flame or it's just, you know, somebody you, you know from school. Mm. Um, but they are married, you are married, you would think that um, it's okay, what? It's just, I'm just meeting an old friend. We're both married. We have, we have moved on with our yeah. lives and we we have our own personal things now. Um, but if it's not okay, it's not okay for me to just hang out with an old guy mm. friend, then why is it okay if an unmarried woman hangs out with a guy friend just, just for lunch? Mm, understand. Because like, it's not, like, it means our boundaries are the same. As Muslim women, our boundaries are the same. Like, I can be romantic and intimate with my husband only. Mm, right? Inshallah. And also for you, inshallah, you are, you know, you're having lunch dates and you're talking and you're laughing and you're for, with your husband only. Mm. 
that is that is to me that is like a like a privilege to muslim women that not everybody has access to you we mashallah <laughs> correct wow hmm. i think we i think i think as like youth right we just take things too lightly because you know we we're not in like you know like in Some of us are not married yet, so mm. we just like taking things lightly. It was like, oh, we're just going for uh, a drink with mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. of the opposite gender, so we don't think that much. But then, mm. like now, listening to what Ustazah has mentioned, I think that really put things to perspective, lah. So like, just just imagine if like someone, like maybe your parents, looking at, eh, why this? Why is my child with this <laughs> with this person? Yeah, yeah, that's really not nice, lah. I mean, like, yeah. It's not nice to see. Yeah. Something like that <laughs> lah. Yeah. You get what I mean or not? I get, I get, I get. I think like, uh, this just like emphasizes like how, like when we are, I would say like interacting with potential partners, like the importance of mm. like the weight of the topics that we talk about. It's not macam like, sorry, it's not like your favorite color, favorite what food and whatnot. Yeah. It's more about how like, getting to know the traits of each other like your family mm. and also like understanding their hopes and dreams like of their future career mm. career career <laughs> future career and like what they wish to like do after graduation for example like those si- sort of important topics and also of course with like the correct intentions lah when we are meeting with them mm. and all yeah i think i have gained a very a clearer understanding of the concept of ta'aruf and also the differences between Uh, dating and ta'aruf and I think like um, on top of um, those boundaries protecting us from zina and whatnot right is there like any other reasons behind like these boundaries or restrictions because I understand that religion like it's not something to burden all of us like it's not there to burden all of us yeah maybe like you can mm-hmm. provide some like um, affirmation about why this Restrictions or boundaries exist in the first place for us Muslims. Okay, yeah. um, I I I believe that for everything that Allah has set for mm. us, right, the guidelines as to how we live our lives as people, as human beings on earth, right, these guidelines um are there to protect mm. us, are there to uh you know maintain our modesty, they are there to um. Um, you know, if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says that uh, women are honorable, these things help to ensure that they stay honorable. Mm. Um, and you know, uh, how they are valued in the society. Uh, these these are protection Mm-mm. rather than limitations. They are not protection. there to restrict yeah. you. Uh, they are not there to restrict you, but rather they are there to help you live life to the fullest without all these haram mm. things. Okay. Um, you can still have uh relationships Mm-mm. the right way, okay, the right way. Because as Muslims, we believe that whatever we do in life, we want to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? Allah. And in looking for a spouse, that journey of looking for a spouse, we don't want to be collecting haram, 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 only to end up with, oh, eventually I will marry him and it will make it halal. Mm. We try to keep it halal yeah. from the very beginning because we want to please Allah from the very beginning. Correct. I believe that, you know, as adults, young adults, right, mm, we would already have the maturity to understand that as Muslims, Allah um, has, re- has revealed to us the way we should live mm. our lives and that is the Quran. Mm. 
right and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam with his hadith and guidance also has shown us how to live life how to make good choices mm-hmm. always mm. okay no matter the situation so things can present themselves very you know it can be very enticing it can be very normal it can be something that's culturally acceptable yeah. but at the end of the day as muslims we go back to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We want to make Allah happy with us. We want to make Allah pleased with us, no matter what everyone else is doing mm. and whatever else is acceptable. Um. So, um. These things that Allah has set for us, right? Like no, no touching, kissing, uh, not having any sexual intimacy with opposite gender before you're married. Yeah. All these pro- protect you are protecting one another. So, believing men and believing women are helpers of one another. Mm. They help each other do good. Mm-mm. So, as a, for example, as a Muslim woman, when I, when I mention about modesty, yeah. right, when I ask Izati, what, what, do you, what comes to your mind when you think of modesty? Sabrina, what, you, what do you think of when you think of modesty? What do you think? Izati can go first. <laughs> um, the aurat the yeah, yeah, the first thing comes the aurat right yeah. and the attitude so like okay so when we when it comes to aurat what do you picture what would be a modest like image maybe someone like Nilofa word like, <laughs> okay true okay, lah, that's the that's the upper Okay, but then yeah, I think someone like that. Yeah, yeah. someone like that. Like what? What is that? What is that? Like if I would, if I don't know Nilofa, then like how would you describe the image of modesty? I would say for me, like someone who is very, uh, conscious of what they say or how they say or talk to other people, <laughs> like how they carry themselves. Okay. Also, I think. It's like, mm-hmm. like of a better word, pleasing, not pleasing lah. Like, it's nice to people and whatnot. Like, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I think that's okay. my yeah. That's like their mannerisms. Correct mannerisms. And then like the the image of modesty, like you mentioned, like if if you dress a certain yeah. way. Does that does that also okay? So as we know that uh, for women there's a certain dress code, mm. right? And then for men also there's a certain dress yeah. code. These dress codes are also helping one another to be better Muslims. So, for example, uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, believing men and believing women are helpers of one mm. another. The way we act around our, our Muslim brother, the way we dress around them, it serves also as a mode of help mm. for them. It helps them lower their gaze. It helps them not to look. You know, it helps them. And for the men, you know, they they are helping the women who are also, for example, if um, women are in trouble, if they are bullies, if people, you know, try to harass her, as a Muslim brother, he can step in and protect her. You know, unless she knows Taekwondo and she can, of course, defend herself. So, Muslim men and Muslim women are helpers of one another and we help encourage each other to do something good. We help remind each other not to go to haram. Mm. Okay, and giving, giving a setting to ta'aruf is helping you as a man and a woman to get to know each other in a very respectful mm. way with in clear intentions and transparency and... 
um, you know, with supervision that you don't end up getting hurt. Yeah. That you still continue to help one another despite not really knowing each mm-hmm. other. You're helping to protect each other's honor. You're protecting each other's modesty. You're not like staring at them for like, I don't know, you, you know, using their photo for... Um, for you know just like oh she's so pretty and I'm just gonna look at her <laughs> to sleep like it's yeah. that's like so creepy it's <laughs> creepy so these things help to protect and to ensure that uh, the process of getting to know one another for the sake of marriage mm. is um, something that you should not be embarrassed about that if nothing happened that you know it would not break your yeah. heart uh, and I think things like that Mm, I see, I see. I think I'm very enlightened yeah. by your sharing, and I, I think, for me, like it just shows how uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala love and mercy for us because He knows that we as humans we have these feelings and we're not sure how to control it. And she actually, he actually has like listed down like the correct process of getting to know each other and also like, um, the process of pre-marriage, marriage, and whatnot lah. I think like it's very much mm-hmm. Allah that He has like given us these steps to take you see to actually find the one like the one yeah <laughs> and I think uh, Izati do you have any other questions for Ustaza? no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I think uh, what Ustaza has shared I, I think it's very insightful yes. I think we can learn a lot of things mm-hmm. from like this episode and yeah um with that we've come to the end of this episode thank you so much for tuning in and supporting us yeah we hope that we have provided you with some context and you've learned as much as we have so if you like this episode please follow us on spotify and instagram at contextlens.mp3 and share it with your family and friends we are also open to any questions suggestions or even your thoughts so just drop us a dm on instagram and we'll be happy to see things from your oh, life. Before that, maybe Ustaza, you can like tell our listeners how we can reach you. Like if you have any questions related to this, like do you have any Instagram or social media <laughs> handles? <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I I do. I will be contactable on Instagram. It's my name, Shariati Sulaiman, okay. on Instagram. So you can you can follow that. That's my most active social media platform. So if you need to, uh, you can. However, I do take a very long time to respond. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I take a very long time to respond to DMs. Okay, yeah. No worries. Thank you so much for still being open to our inquiries. I think after this episode, inshallah, our listeners have gained uh, a thing or two about the definitions of ta'aruf, dating, and also how important this Islamic. Uh, principles actually come into like when getting to know the opposite gender lah, and I think it just shows how Islam is should be adopted as a way of life lah and whatnot. Yeah, and mm. I think with that, uh, I think we can end this podcast. And thank you so much to our dear listeners. Until we meet again, Assalamualaikum. 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 Assalamualaikum.